Live with Ryan Reese. This is Live with Ryan Reese. Call now, 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Amore, you better be ready. It's going down tonight. Are you ready? I'm ready, man. I think you're doing that Snapchat <laughs> I'm business. I'm have got yeah. time for all that right now. <laughs> I'm Snapchatting you right <laughs> now. For all the listeners that are tuning in, we have a very special show. I got one of my good friends out from Miami. From uh, South Beach, Miami. She's the owner of Tattoo Co. Miami Miami Inc. Inc. No, Miami Tattoo Co. Miami Tattoo Co. (laughs) I got it right on Thursday night. You've been getting it right, yeah. And she's um, she removes tattoos as well as their their place gives tattoos. But she worked with human trafficking um, victims, and she has a wild story tonight. And you know, it's it's going to be a radical story. You that you've tuned in, it's it's going to be talking about. her life of living in the homosexual lifestyle, rape, pornography, drugs, alcohol, broken home, just a lot of chaos from a very young age. So if that's you, if you're dealing with these things, we have her here in studio. She loves Jesus. God transformed her life. And we want to take your calls. I'm going to let her wrap out a little bit about her story. But we want to open up the phone lines right now. And, Sean, I think you got the number. Yep. The number is 888-564-6173. Again, 888-564-6173. And I'd encourage you to lock that phone number in your phone because it never changes. And also, you can watch us live uh, on on the website at ryan-reads.com and go to all of Ryan's archive of this show and Shine as well on his website. Yes. So if you're listening and you're dealing with any of these situations, maybe you're struggling, maybe you know someone that went through this, text them, tell them to tune in. And maybe um, you just need uh, just you need to talk to someone. We're here. I don't care where you're at because we know that we're across the nation. So if you're driving in Hawaii, Miami, New York, New Jersey, wherever you're at, we want to hear from you because no matter what's going on in your life, God has a plan for you. You may be, you may feel like you're in this dark place in your life, but God has come to set us free. We've all been through radical things in our life, and God came in and did a supernatural work in our life and broke these spiritual chains that were tied to us, that Satan had a grip on our lives, and he set us free. He took care of our anger. He took care of our broken hearts. He healed our hearts. He healed our minds because our minds get distorted. Through the things that we see, our minds get distorted by the things we hear, but he does a supernatural work and he has a plan for you. He created you with a purpose. Yeah, you that's listening right now, he created you with a purpose and it's time to live that out. So give us a call. We want to chop it up with you. Amor, give us some of the nuggets of your story because I know you're going to be sharing. Oh, this is another thing. You're going to be talking tomorrow night at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. Yep. Um, you're going to be telling your full extended yeah, story. Exactly. People can come meet with you. They can hang out with you. You can pray with them. Yeah. And you'll be there till the last person yeah, yeah. leaves. Oh, yeah. I will not go. Come on out. Come talk to me, man. Tomorrow night, 6 p.m., Calvary Chapel, Diamond Bar. Um, it's called Shine. We're going to be there. We got tacos. We're going to be chilling before. We're going to be chilling after. And it's your birthday. Yeah, it's my birthday. Nice. And it's, it's, it's going to be your 50th birthday, 50, but you man. seriously nice. look like you're 25. <laughs> yeah, 50, man. <laughs> that's crazy. You're fooling me. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. And for those that are, are not local, you can go to CavaryGS.org and watch tomorrow night live. That's 6 p.m. Uh, local time here in Southern California. Yeah, you can watch it live. So give us a little 10-minute nugget. About what 
where you came from and where you're at now. Dude, I, uh, you know, got raised a Catholic family, um, just trying to throw in all the nuggets in there. Um, From an early age, uh, experienced a lot of physical abuse uh, from my mom, uh, mostly. Um, Give us a little bit of details. uh, Whipped, scarred. I mean, I would get whipped and I could see it start bleeding, uh, locked up in closets, tied up, made to kneel with arms up. You know, we dropped our arms, we get whipped in the back, just like super mega physical abuse like that. Daily. Daily. Oh, yeah, yeah, daily. Because you, you told me before you used to get beat just because the house wasn't clean because yeah. you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If the house wasn't clean, uh, my mom worked three jobs, so she'd come home like 2 o'clock in the morning, and we're all little kids, and the house was a mess. And all we would hear was her coming in and yelling, get up in Spanish. Levantense. It was like, oh, beat, man. Yeah. And we would get beat. So yeah. that was a daily the household uh, life. Then uh, I, about six and seven years old, I started getting molested. And by molesting is just fondling, things like that. But yeah. like the dads in the neighborhood were, 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 you know, just dads in eight, the neighborhood. Eight years old. Six, seven, eight dads in the neighborhood. Uh, high school boys, if I was, you know, walking. I got thrown into cars a bunch of times, just felt up, nothing major yet. Not until eight years old, where mm-hmm. I got raped by a man that knew my mom, uh, that, a contractor that did work near where she where she was working at. I got raped, sodomized, continuously abused and raped by that same man for about six years, every week. And now, did you tell your mom? I did not. I was so afraid of my mom, so afraid of her. And he threatened to kill me and kill them as well if I ever said anything. So I had that 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 fear as well and um is this the dude that got you involved with like pornography yep, and stuff yeah bad, bad. so you're eight years old yeah he's sodomizing you he's raping you and he's making you watch what yeah kind of, yeah what kind of- I, I think pornography where he started showing that to me was probably a little bit later on maybe in the sixth grade sixth seventh grade mm-hmm. uh just a lot of pornography and then like gay male men on man pornography so he was around me. a long time in you guys' lives oh yeah he was around my life for like like six years wow yeah. And I'm telling you right now that this is happening currently to people. Oh, for sure. Right now that are in this same situation. Yeah. We're going to keep going on with your story, but do you got a word for anyone that's maybe dealing with this right now? Talk to somebody, man. Talk to somebody. Don't hold it to yourself. It's not your fault. Um, even as sick as this is going to sound, even if, if, if not only are you afraid of this person, but you may even like or love this person because uh, that's another warp thing that ends up happening to mm-hmm. you. Um, talk to someone. If you can't talk to your parents, call the police. Call us, man. Yeah. Do something. Just call us because it's not your fault. You haven't done anything to have this happen to you. So just talk to people. Talk mm-hmm. to people. That's the most important thing. Absolutely. Yeah, they could contact us uh, right now. We'll get their information and we'll send a password to them. Uh, we'll g- give the number out again. Yeah, the number again is 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. If that call comes in and you're in that situation, we're not going to put you live on the air. Just give us your information and we'll we'll track you guys down, you know, immediately yeah, and get yeah. some get you guys some help. So from there, so this relationship's happening for like six years. Yeah, six years. Um through that, um, you know, I'm I'm depressed. Um, I start not looking good. I start, you know, uh, trying to not look good, you know, so I start getting weight, uh, always dirty hair, messy. Uh, what that ends up happening is now people start saying to my mom, hey, is that your son or your daughter? Is that a boy or is that a girl? So now for like four years, all I'm hearing is, is that a boy? Is that a boy? Is that your son? Why, why, why'd you start? 
looking dirty and start gaining weight? Just because I didn't want, I didn't know what attractive was, but I just didn't want to look in any form. Some kind of some kind of something, so yeah, for a man to think I was attractive or for a man to yeah be attracted to me again. I didn't understand attractive, but I just wanted to look bad and messy, mm-hmm. and 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 that stemmed from someday me being dirty or something and my mom saying, oh, you're so dirty, you look so ugly. And so that stemmed so, from that. So yeah. it was like, perfect. That's I'm going to look want. ugly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand if you're in that situation being abused all those years. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that happens to me at nine years old on a night before the first day of school. I can't sleep. I get whipped by my mom because I can't sleep. And uh, she ends up giving me a volume. Mm-hmm. to make me fall asleep. So what that ends up doing that night, I remember getting numb, kind of like going into a fog, not feeling the pain of the beating, and that starts my drug, my drug, you know, wanting it. So right. I started taking Valium, taking her Valium, going into the liquor cabinet. Um, it was easy for me now to find the, the kids that did drugs or were trying out pills. I'm doing pills, uh, smoking pot, uh, quaaludes. Anything, anything, anything to basically turn your mind off. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, at 14 years old, my parents get divorced. My mom leaves my dad for another man. Uh, this was right in 1980 when the whole drug cocaine scene in Miami was happening. The whole Miami Vice, Scarface, all that stuff was mm-hmm. legit. I, I lived that. And my stepdad had uh, was a drug dealer. He was a cocaine dealer. So I had access to cocaine. So I'm on cocaine already at 14, 15 years old. Um, because of that divorce situation, and... Uh, me going back and forth between my mom and my dad's house, my dad eventually moving to another state because he just couldn't deal with the divorce, mm-hmm. um, starts the uh, the first time that my mom comes up to me and says, hey, it's Friday and he doesn't want you here. You have to leave. So it was like, what? You know, my stepdad didn't want me there. So that starts my, now I'm sleeping in parks, trying to sleep wherever I could, trying to let my friends sneak me in because, you know, their parents don't want me in their house so they're having to sneak me in, you know, things like that. So... I started feeling no love, feeling no, love. no love at all, no love. And, and I don't know God and I'm raised Catholic. So the God I know is this real mean God that threw his son up on a cross, left them there bloody and really made me uh, feel like my mom, my parents, you know, just leaving me bloody there. And, and so my view of God is that so I don't even have hope to mm. find a God that loves me. Yeah. You know, um, so. At around 16, I end up going to Honduras. My mom's from Honduras. My dad was from Cuba. And for the Christmas vacation, I had asked my mom to send me there, which wasn't abnormal. I mean, they would send us for vacations and stuff to go visit our family. Mm -hmm. And I end up staying there because I didn't want to come back home. So I stay there for like 10 months. During that time, I I witness uh, the Pope, uh, Catholic uh, Pope, coming to, uh, to do a Mass. And as we're driving up there, I witnessed like all these pilgrims on the side of the road, like just whipping themselves with like hat of nine tails and different whips and they're bleeding, uh, nailed to crosses, literally walking mm, with crosses and gnarly. On, yeah, gnarly and on their knees crawling. And um, when I ask what's that about, they're like, yeah, yeah, they're, that's penance. And they're trying to, to do these works so that they can get their relatives out of purgatory because purgatory is where you go when you can't make it to heaven. Mm. Yeah. So if, that's if you're a Catholic, you believe that. If you're a Catholic, Which you believe that. Which is not true. When, yeah, it's not true. If you're a believer, true. you go to heaven immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lie, you know. Yeah. And uh, so, again, there's a warped view that I have of God, you know, because of that. If you're tuning in right now, this is Live with Ryan Reese. And in studio, we have our, our good friend Amor from um, Florida. And she's been talking about um, 
what's taking place in her life. You know, she was at Thursday night at Shine here in Costa Mesa. Tomorrow night, she's going to be at uh, the Shine at Calvary Chapel Golden Springs in Diamond Bar talking about the story about being abused at a young age, verbally abused, sexually abused, and what it took over her life. And then going through a phase in her life where she her identity is all getting twisted and then she gets sent out to Honduras a little bit to, to hang out with family and stuff. And at this time, she um, comes in contact with those of put, doing like religious ceremonies and everything is kind of twisted. And I know that's where we're at right now in her story, but she does come back. Yeah, you know, yeah. What happens when you come well, back? So I come back after 10 months and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm hanging out with some friends and I go specifically to this one's friend, friend's house and she's kind of like filling me in on everything that's gone on uh, for the last 10 months. And she says this to me. She says, hey, man, you know, so-and-so, like two girls that are friends of mine. She goes, yeah, man, they're girlfriends. And I'm like, what? They're what do you mean, girlfriends? Now, wait. What year is this? Because this wouldn't be shocking back oh, now. Oh, it was so shocking. This was in 1983. This is the, when the, when they started coming out. Yeah. The well, mainstream. Not even yet. Mainstream was like more like nine, you know, late 80s, you know. Uh, but 83, early 80s? No. You weren't, no. people weren't out there letting people know you were gay. Okay. It so was just wrong. It was huge. Um, and I'm like, what are you talking about? No, that's crazy. Like boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, you mean? <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I'm like, dude, that's insane. But then she looks at me like, I'm like, what am I saying? She's like, what are you talking about, Amor? You're gay too. And I'm like, no, I'm not gay because I wasn't gay. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not, man. And she's like, oh, come on, Amor. Don't deny it. Everyone says you are. That's why you left. I'm like, no, man, no. And I mean, I'm mad. I'm wanting to fight with her. I'm like so mad yeah. about it. I leave. But then that night, you know, I just start, I just start thinking like, wow, maybe I am gay. You know, that's why. They always say, am I a boy and I'm a, you know, am I a boy? And maybe that's why these men are always abusing me because I'm not normal. Mm. You know, so I start like allowing that lie to just start taking a hold of me, you know, and uh, like a lot of people today. Yeah. A lot of I think a lot of people that are dealing with the same situation, they hear it from their. I mean, I was at high school. I told you recently. Yeah. And actually this last Wednesday, I was at a high school and these kids I was talking to him. I said, hey, so what's up with the whole transgender deal? And they said, oh, yeah, transgender. We have like two transgenders here. And I said, what about the gay population here? They said, it's like 10 to 15. I said, what about bisexual? They said, oh, yeah, that's that's huge. A lot of people are bisexual. And then they even the, the I go, well, what's pansexual? I heard about that. They said, well, that's where you just pretty much you don't care. You like anyone and anything. Yeah. So, but it's those words that go into yeah. their mind. Yeah, yeah. And like, then enemy, Satan, because oh, he's yeah. his... Satan has come to steal, kill, and destroy, and, destroy. Mm-hmm. and he's the king of mind games, yep. and yep. he throws those fiery darts that the scriptures yep. talk about, and he starts just working. Yeah, absolutely, work absolutely. I mean, the Bible in two Second Corinthians 10 talks about taking every thought captive mm. to the obedience of Christ. Clearly, at that time, I'm not, I'm not a Christian, but the Bible is so specific, you know, about that because of these lies and yep. these darts that the enemy throws and, and, and this false sense of our identity that society is trying to dictate that we are. You know, what you're seeing on, on social media, what you're seeing on the movies and the magazines, of these, you know, it's all a lie. It's all Satan twisting it and having us start believing like what happened to me. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, 
because I'm a tomboy, because I look, you know. Which tomboy's normal. Tomboy's that's, good. That's all good. Just yeah. because you look, you know, you're a girl and you're liking, you know, to look like a tomboy or a boy and vice versa, it doesn't mean you're gay. No. You know, so people start saying that. And I've had people tell me that well, after. Look at a lot of these guys, how yeah. they dress nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you know? just because you dress that way, you know, doesn't mean you're gay. But then, you know, you start with that pressure. I've had people, young guys and young girls come and tell me, man, that happens to me all the time. And I know I'm not gay. And they're just telling me, but you're gay, you're gay. Yeah. And they almost force you into doing it because, you know, they're just badgering you so much and oh. bullying you about it. So that kind of like when they told me that, then I start now trying to justify and saying, yeah, man, maybe I am. So at that point in time, you know, I started hanging around the gay girls. Yeah. Um, it was still kind of innocent. I hadn't had any type of sexual gay sex or anything like that. Um, but I was feeling safe, man. I was feeling comfortable. I was feeling like, yeah, I was in a safe place and this is okay. I get it. All right. All right. Maybe I am. Again, still couldn't, you know, the thought, I mean, my, my, my sense or my idea of sex was warped from the, the, the abuse and the pornography. I mean, it was just, I mean, watching porn at such a young age, that's, that's, you know, that's terrible. Did, did you, did you know that Time Magazine just came out with an article? Did yeah, you man. see that? Yeah, I saw it when and you Did you read that? It. Yeah, man. Yeah, it talks about all these kids that started pornography at a young age, yeah. and there, it jacks them up so much yeah. that by the time he was a freshman, he started watching it when he was eleven years old. By the time he was a freshman, he was in you know they were gonna um, you know he was gonna be unvirginized with this girl, and his body could not react. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because of how it distorted your yeah. mind. So here you are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, which is back it, then. Even even for me having a sexual relationship, I used to have to imagine the images that I was seeing. See, and, that, yeah, that's I used crazy. to have to imagine them. Otherwise, I couldn't. You know, I, I, it was weird. And then even to today, like I, I've just been in so much prayer and asking God to remove those images yeah. from my mind. That unless I try to force a thought, I mean, they're gone. Like mm-hmm. they're gone. And I'm so thankful and grateful to Jesus for doing that for me. Because up until three years ago, you know, I was still. They would still kind of come back. And uh, you know, and I told you the other day that I dealt with that issue. And um, I had to, you know, my sponsor, I'm in a 12-step program called Celebrate Recovery. Yeah. And, uh, through oh, my that's sp- awesome. Through my like spo- yeah, and through my sponsor, I was finally able to share that because I was embarrassed to share that I struggled mm-hmm. with pornography. <clears throat> and she told me, more man, you got to write down what's taking you to those places and what are you doing? You got to set guardrails. So, like, my mom and my stepdad, which is another story, my mom lives with me. And because uh, I love her to death, thanks to Jesus, I've been able to forgive. I mean, we have an amazing relationship. People that are hearing this in Miami are probably wondering, like, what? You had a bad relationship with your mom? Yeah, but through God, you know, she's the good. Process, the healing process. Yeah, so she lives in my house. So my sponsor uh, says to me, um, then what is it? I said, well, when I'm with my iPad or my computer in my bedroom, man, something always pops out and I just go there. So, you know what? I'm in my bedroom. My door's open. And I'm in my bedroom and I don't have my phone and I don't have my laptop. And I've been doing that for three years. That's and, called accountability, right? Yeah, absolutely. And God has been able to remove those those images. Mm-hmm. And whenever something pops up, either on my Instagram or something or a hashtag, I, you know, and I think that I'm going that way. I don't even, man. I get out yeah. of it. This, keep important. hitting on this stuff because I mean, yeah. I, I, I want to have Sean even relate some scripture stuff to yeah. this because I can think of a couple. Yeah. Because porn yeah. is huge. It's mainstream. It's on the front of Time magazine. So your way out of it is you, you came up with accountability, yeah. number one. Yeah. You're not going to put yourself in a situation. Yeah. And once, one interesting thing you told me when we were hanging out the other night, you were talking about drinking. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, that's, that's like an issue. And, yeah. and, and what it does is, you know, there's like this whole thing. Like people are like, well, you know, if I drink a beer, I'm not drunk. And, yeah. you know, yeah. 
and you can go all these different ways. But like what I told, and I want you to tell yeah, your situation. Absolutely. But for, for me, I know that I came out of drinking and drugs and all that stuff. So I know that I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And I know that Paul says, you know, be, be, uh, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I know if I were to drink one beer, I feel like that Holy Spirit button would be turned off and my guard would come down. Yeah. Like the Holy Spirit's like a force field in a sense, like from yeah. Star Wars. You know, you have that yeah. force field yeah. that, that keeps things out. And then all of a sudden as you drink, it seems like that force field gets weaker and weaker. Yeah. And you could even, that's just what I've always said, but you actually told me a real life experience of what happened when you were going through that, when you started drinking and you realized you were watching yeah. things and listening to things. Well, well drinking for me, um, I haven't had a drink since January 19th, uh, 2013, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. And that was through that conversation with my sponsor. Her name is Zori. And, uh, and it had to do with the whole pornography and everything I'm struggling yes. with. And I'm like, you know, I, uh, I don't have a drinking problem. I'll have one beer maybe or a glass of wine. Um, but you know what I'm finding now that that ends up taking me back to maybe watching something, maybe getting melancholy. Um, then it takes me to maybe watching some porn. And then for me, it also took me to get depressed. And so mm-hmm. here I'm at a state where I got a good life. I'm a believer. I'm, I'm saved, but yeah. I don't understand why do I keep falling into depression and wanting to kill myself? I'm like, I don't get it. I'm a Christian man. I'm walking with God. I'm free. I'm saved. But this keeps happening to me. And, and so what, what's that, that process? You, you drank? That, uh, yeah. In that com- in that thing was, well, I got to cut out drinking. Yeah. A, and I got to go to sleep with my door open. B, and I can't take my laptop. I mean, so it all correlated from yeah. that, just from the drink. The drink would take me back down that road of the pornography. And back down that road of all of a sudden I was getting depressed and I didn't understand it. I wasn't tying it to the drinking. Because I'm thinking I can just have one beer or I can just have one glass of wine and I'm chill. But no, man, that was taking me into this road where now I'm wanting to kill myself. And I don't get it. I'm a believer. I'm serving at church. I'm on this team. I'm on the worship team. I'm doing this. And I couldn't understand why am I getting depressed. And it all started from that. And obviously I had to, you know, go through this 12 step program through Celebrate Recovery to be able to find freedom and now not be there. And again, it's been three years and three months and I haven't had a drink. I'm not struggling with pornography. I'm not struggling with depression (laughs) and I have not been depressed. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing. If you're tuning in right now, you're listening to live with Ryan Reese and we're going to be taking your calls on the other half of the break. And we're talking about all the things that are in Moore's life. She's gone through physical abuse, sexual abuse, dealing with pornography. And we want to take your calls. Maybe some of those things, depression, suicidal, um, call us at 888- 564-6173. Number 888-564-6173. I want to share something really quick um, because there's a more we're sharing all this stuff because that's what it's about in Christ. Freedom. Yeah. Freedom. Because you're in bondage for so many years. And what's so crazy is when people try to pick up their past again and they go back into their vomit and it begins to destroy their lives. There's a scripture in Galatians 5.1 that says, stand fast in the liberty by which Christ Jesus has made you free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. And this is what it means. It means stand your ground in the Lord. He's established you. Don't be entangled. I remember looking up the word entangled before, and it actually means to be wrapped up like a spider web. And when you walk through it, man, you're just going to get more tied up and tied up. Why would you want to get back engulfed in bondage back to your sin again? And the argument will be what you say sometimes, right? It's like, oh, I got the liberty to do this. I got the liberty to do this. But this is the key. 
Liberty will never lead you into bondage. So if you say, yeah, you have freedom, this, but no. And like Amora was just saying, she saw that this thing led to this, this thing led to this. And before you know it, you're entangled again. You're engulfed. You're back into this lifestyle again, or you're getting allured to this lifestyle. And what you were sharing a second ago, Ryan, we said, do not, I remember you shared that on the radio with Frank Pastore years ago, where that was the scripture that you used to kind of like for your defense was like this. The Bible says to be filled with the spirit, not drunk with wine. I want to be so in tune with the spirit of God that I don't give time for the enemy over my life. And that whole premise of what Paul's talking about right there, he says to walk circumspectly, carefully. We're living in very critical times and evil times. And that's why he said, be filled with the spirit of God. Don't be drunk with wine. And I'm on the same page with you guys, too. Like, I I realized in my life, from a background of drugs and alcohol for so many years, I couldn't dabble. I couldn't dabble. And you have to do inventory in your life on things that are going to start drawing you there. Um, because it's not worth it. Let's face it, guys. Has anything positive ever came from drinking? <laughs> exactly. Like, seriously, tell me one positive yeah, thing. Right. I hear DUIs. Yeah. I, Man, me and my wife were cool till we start drinking, and then, yeah. <coughs> and then oh, sorry, <laughs> then it gets gnarly. You know, there's nothing good that ever comes out of drinking. Mm-hmm. And the most important, the most important for me is that I want to be in tune with the Holy Ghost. Yeah, right? his name's Holy Ghost, Ghost, not Cool Ghost. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Cool Ghost is the guy that wants to go hang out and drink a beer. To be hip yeah. and hang out and say, hey, man, I'm, I, I got freedom. That's the cool ghost. I'm down with the Holy Ghost, yeah. not the cool ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Holy Ghost comes fire and power, yeah. mm-hmm. anointing and hearing the voice of God. Yeah. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. And, and how good, like, I'm so psyched on Jesus and God and the Holy Ghost and what's going on that I don't even need to be buzzed, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm high. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Like, I, I'm high. I feel the same I'm God. Yeah. Yeah. I feel and, the same. And, and people that don't have a relationship with Jesus, they're like, what, what, this fool is tripping. What is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. Dude, you, you'll never know until you give your life to Jesus. Then he brings this peace. He brings this forgiveness of sins. He empowers you. He speaks to you. You talk to God. God talks to you. The creator of the universe, the creator of all things, created you with a, a divine purpose. And he shows you what that is. And we're going to hear more. I think I don't know. We have a couple more minutes yeah. left. Um, we want. I want to hear a little. I want to hear the end of the story. We got a lot of calls yeah. coming in. Right. So how many minutes do we have left? Probably about three minutes. Three minutes. Know. Okay. Well, where were we in the story? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, you know, I end up choosing the gay lifestyle. I eventually end up dating an older woman and fall into the the sexual relationship. Uh, that kind of takes me into a whole other world. And again, because of the pornography, I'm you know I'm having to act out these scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm twisted. I'm demented. I'm depressed. I want to die. Um, you know, I'm start commit and start trying to kill myself. Start cutting. I'm mm-hmm. cutting to numb the pain. Yeah. Um, you know. Cutting the numb the pain. Uh, it, it's a you know I, I'm enjoying not enjoying it, but I have control. I have control of my pain. Um, it's, break, break down cutting. Um, you know why do they do it? You know I I was doing it uh, because it helped take away the emotional pain. It could never. It was like a band aid on the emotional pain, but it was a pain. It was a, a, a something I was controlling. 
uh, seeing the blood coming out again is something I'm controlling. Um, it's almost helping mask that emotional pain. The only problem with it is that uh, it leads you further because then you need more. So that's where my first suicide attempt of slicing my of wrist. Of many. Of many, yeah. yeah. And then the need for more pain. You know, then I start becoming the bar fighter. You know, I, I end up breaking a bottle on my head and feeling the blood. And that led me to that, that fuel to take more pain. You know, I get into martial arts, extreme fitness, because I want to be able to last long in a fight. Um, but I'm fighting and getting hit and getting bloody and, mm. again, to numb the other pain. So with cutting, with that, I mean, I know other people that when I share my story, they're like, you know what, I'm going through that myself. Yeah, you know, you want more pain to mask the pain that you're, that you're, you're suffering, you know. Wow, that's heavy. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff on the other side of the break, but I do want to bring to your attention to some things that are taking place right now. One, the whosoevers, man. So many amazing things are taking place. So I encourage you guys, go to whosoevers.com. Check out everything that's taking place, right? And you guys have been doing the Kill the Noise tours are going off, right? Just Keep, one kids are week. getting saved. Contact us. Yeah. Contact us. We will come to your school. The value is like seven grand. We come for free. You don't have to pay one penny. All you have to do is shoot us an email. Get us connected with your Christian club uh, teacher or president, and we will come and do a live concert at your school. Kids are getting saved. It's amazing. Dude, let me <laughs> tell you, I, I was blown away. <laughs> I wish we could be doing that stuff in Miami, um, but I was blown away, dude, honestly, just to see uh, the gospel being preached in a school. I talked to one of the ladies from Warriors for Christ, and she was like, yeah, but we're doing it after school. I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand. We're doing this on school grounds, and it's a public school, and these kids were there. They didn't have to be there, man. They yeah. were there, yeah. and and 90% of them accepted the gospel, and sure, if some of them were just doing it to do it, man, there's people that are, their lives change starting that day. Their life is going to take a different direction. Well, Ronnie Feist showed up after just coming off a 40-day fast. Uh, what do you think is going to happen? People are going to get saved. Yep. <laughs> if, you believe in, if you believe in that vision of the whosoever is going to kill the noise, like Ryan said, book one of those stomps, but also donate to the cause. It gives us the opportunity to go to all this stuff, check out all the products that's up there. Amazing stuff, man. Love you guys so much. We'll see you on the other side of the break to be taking your calls. Peace. More live with Ryan Race coming up. Everything all right? Sure. Call now. 1-888-564-6173. Or post your questions using the hashtag LiveRyanReese on his Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Uh, I think I speak for the entire administration when I say... whoop de do Now, back to Live with Ryan Reese. Don't say what I want you. Loud noises! <laughs> And we're back. <laughs> Sorry. I love being in the studio with you guys. This is, this is amazing. That's, this is why I love this radio show, just hanging out with friends, chopping it up about real stuff, and um, just through our transparency, yeah. it just sets people free. Dude, I love it. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm here geeking out every time Sean brings in the Bible because I watch, I watch the podcast. I can't watch it live because I, I'm setting up for church. I'm, I'm up at 4 o'clock in the morning, Sunday yeah. morning. But I watch it live, and, and what's always gotten me is just your boldness and your love and just saying it how it is and reaching people. And it's it's just been like 
so amazing for me, so inspiring, and just gets me going when I watch the show. Okay. And of course, you coming in with all the Bible. I know. Yeah. Hey, Sean's the gnarly Dude, guy. He's, he's like here the doing Bible teacher it, guy. and I'm here geeking out like, oh my god, that's John McKeon. Look at him. And that verse, man, what we talked about, the Galatians five one, man, that's like my life verse now. Ever since oh, yeah, I'm walking in this too. freedom, it's like yes, you mm-hmm. know, because you're a Christian and and you think that life's gonna be great, but then we're still struggling, man, because we do. But God wants us to live in that Galatians mm-hmm. fight and that mm-hmm. walk about in freedom. But we got to set up those guardrails. We got to do those Absolutely. things, you know, because yep. he transforms us. He changes us. But then we got to renew our mind. Like yes. Romans 12, mm-hmm. man, we got to renew our minds. We have to start working on that. You yeah, and you can't sure. keep putting the garbage in. Yeah. You're, you're reading the Bible. Yeah. You're trying to literally the Bible will brainwash, like wash your yeah, brain. Yeah. Absolutely. But then people are still watching porn. It's like yeah. you're putting in sewage. Right. And you're having Christ yeah. clean sewage. sewage. It's like yeah. you're like the double-minded man in James. Hey, so we have calls coming in that we need to take. Yeah, so let's yeah. just tell people um, to come out to shine just tomorrow. Just come out to shine. You got to hear the rest of the story. But, yeah, we're going to take some so calls. So if you're anywhere in the United States, you could watch tomorrow night. You, you could uh, watch tomorrow night at uh, Shine at 6 p.m. on Cali Time at calvarygs.com. Or you just go to ryan-reese.com, my website. And click on Shine, and it has literally the, the website and all that stuff, or social media. Yeah. But she gets saved and finds Jesus. But you got to hear the whole story. Yeah, it's crazy. Tomorrow night at Calvary Chapel Diamond Bar. Let's give out the number one more time, too. The number is 888-564-6173. 888-564-6173. Or you can comment on any of Ryan's social media as well to be taking your question. Ryan, well, we're going to go ahead and take this call. Shua from Ontario, yeah. California. How you doing, Shua? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? Doing good. What's your question tonight? Okay, so how do you completely get rid of lust and um, depression? Because I've been battling that for like 20 years and, uh, and suicidal thoughts. Okay, awesome. Go well, ahead. you know, I uh, one of my, my struggles, even now as an adult, uh, had been depression and lust. Um, if you were hearing the show, at an early age, I got exposed to pornography. Uh, I was sexually yeah. abused, That you know, that whole nine. And um, so, you know, I did have a warped sense of sexuality. So pornography for me was something that, you know, was an everyday thing. Um, I found myself always depressed, always depressed. And I get saved. And, uh, and then I still don't understand why am I still depressed? You know, I don't get it. Um, you know, one thing for me was I joined a 12-step, a faith-based 12-step program called Celebrate Recovery. And you're going to find that all around. I'm sure they have all them over. out here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And through that, I mean, it was hard. It was hard at first. I'll, I must admit, three years ago, I ended up dropping out because it was too hard. I didn't want to deal with the, the raw and the real what was going on in my life. But a year and a half ago, I uh, I was tired, man. I was tired. Life was good. I own my own business. Things are great. I'm a Christian. I'm serving at church. Uh, you know, and I can't get, why do I keep getting depressed? I don't get it. So I, I, you know, I stuck it. I told my sponsor, I'm sticking it this time. And her and I started talking and we started talking about different things about, hey man, I deal with pornography. I deal with masturbation mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm embarrassed to say it. You're, you know, to my, my sponsor is the first person I ever shared that with. And, yeah. uh, and she's, she laid it out, man. She said more, listen, you've, we've, you've got to sit down, man. You've got to write down in paper where you can see it. What gets you to those places? And for me, it was I would have a drink of uh, I would have a beer 
or I would have a glass of wine. That would start making my mind start thinking. I would watch some romantic movie. I would start remembering, reminiscing, just getting into this state of mind. And next thing you know, I'm, you know, in my room on the laptop, some type of porn pop up pops up. And even though God is giving me the way out, because First Corinthians talks about no temptation has seized you. You know, God is faithful. He's going to give you a way out. Even though my laptop would freeze or things would happen, I would still push and push and push and restart and try to go watch some more porn because I'm dealing with that. So I'm dealing with those issues. My sponsors, like, write this stuff down. And what I had to do was I had to create accountability. Mm-hmm. I had to not sleep in my bedroom with my, you know, door closed. So that, you know, my mom's and my stepdad live in my house. And so now I have accountability. I'm not going to close the door. So if God forbid I start, you know, watching porn, somebody could walk in on me. Yes. Um, but then I had to take out my iPad out of my bedroom, mm-hmm. my laptop out of my bedroom. You know, I had to say, no, I'm not going to drink. So I had to set these guardrails and I had to pray and ask God. And I'll tell you three years later, I haven't seen porn. I haven't masturbated. Mm -hmm. I'm not drinking. And God has helped me remove those images out of my head. Mm -hmm. And now when things try to pop up, whether it's on my Instagram or or something, I completely avoid it. You know, I rebuke, I flee. You know, Mm -hmm. I flee from it. I rebuke the enemy and I flee. And, And I'll tell you that you can do it. But you have to do these things. You can't expect God to do it for you. He's given us the tools. He's telling us what to do, but we have to act. So I, you know, I trust God and I believe that if you can set these things up, you can do this and you could be free from that and you can be free from the depression. I would definitely try to find a celebrate recovery out here and go. There's one in San Dimas. I spoke at it. San Dimas, California. So that's about 15 minutes from you or 20 minutes. There's one there, but they're all over the nation. I'm sure you just look up the website. Yeah. They're at they churches. My church. oh, I, just, cool. I don't have an issue with, with drugs or anything. Yeah. It's just that depression and just the thoughts, you know? Yeah. Well, check this out, Shua. Um, in that new Time magazine, this is from the mainstream. In Time magazine, on the front cover says porn. These guys are talking about exactly what Amor was talking about. They're watching this pornography, and it's literally leading them into depression. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Through the lust, through the pornography, through masturbation, leads to depression. Yeah. yeah. And so I have, I have, I don't, I have the depression without all of that. Yeah. So. It just, it, you know what? You don't have to have that. The depression in itself. So you're just going to need to find, you know, sit down. Ask the Lord, pray. You know, I would say pray is 100% of everything we have to do. Right. And ask him yeah. to, to, there's a root. There's going to be a root. Mm-hmm. What is causing you to get depressed? So that's what you have to figure out. And, and, and thank goodness you're not dealing with all that other stuff. Thank goodness hey, wh- you're not. Hey, why don't you come down tomorrow night and meet up with us? We're going to be, we'll pray for you. We'll lay our hands on you, anoint you <laughs> with oil and pray for you, that God will do a supernatural work in your life. Are you able to come down tomorrow? Um, I, I need a transportation. Okay, well, let's... Uh, I'm riding my bicycle. <laughs> okay, we'll see if someone could bring you down to Calvary Chapel okay. Diamond Bar. Okay. Uh, you could get on, all the information on my uh, social media or, or website. Cool? Yeah, I kind of grew up in that church. Well, yeah, come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right, you right on. We'll see you tomorrow. Come down and find us. We'll be hanging out in the in just like in the front area. Okay. Okay. I'll try. Love you, Shua. Right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. All right, guys. We got We got some phone calls here. Um, let's see. For everybody on the phone lines, we're going to try to get to as many calls as possible, but I'm going to give out the number uh, one more time. It is 
888-564-6173. This is Live with Ryan Reese taking your calls. All right, here we go. We got Dora calling from Vista. How you doing, Dora? I'm good. What is your question tonight? Well, um, I have a, um, I know a gal. Uh, she's kind of family. She's not really family, but we consider her family. She's a young girl, 18, or maybe not 18 yet. Um, but I'm li- I, I was listening to this gal's testimony and what had happened to her and how she acted out by not bathing and kind of keeping herself, um, her hair dirty and, mm-hmm. you know, she, the way she was dressing. Um, when this young gal came on vacation with our family, um, um, I noticed that um, we kept encouraging her, oh, you could go bathe now, you can go take a shower now. And it was like three days, four days was going by. And, you know, I, I know through um, some of my family members, my daughters, know for a fact that her fa- her stepfather um, has gotten her high, um, you know, maybe 15 years old when she was 15. And he keeps a real close eye on her, um, her text messages. If she gets a text message, it comes on his phone. Just very peculiar things. But when I heard this young gal right now tonight on the radio talk about how she kind of went through that to kind of keep them away. It just, you know, red flag, you know, just Mm -hmm. came up. How can I help her? How can I um, talk with her? I'm going to tell you, um, for starters, always, I I always tell everybody to pray first, you know, Mm -hmm. definitely pray (laughs) and um, try to find a way to talk to her. I, I will tell you that I've, I've experienced this myself. Um, when talking to people, uh, kids that I think may be going through that, they will be on the defensive and they will say yeah. nothing's happening. Um, what I will say is maybe try to establish a relationship mm-hmm. with her where she and trusts you. Um, you know, uh, and and it's sad because you would think that something's going on right now and you would need to report it or something. But at this point in time, you don't know for sure. What I would say is establish that relationship with her where she feels safe okay. with you and safe enough to tell you. And then when you do get a chance to talk to her, let her know that it's okay, that you want to help, not to be afraid. A lot of times, too, they think or we think that, well, we don't want to ruin this family or we don't want this to happen or what if my dad gets arrested and things like that. Um, But find a way, whether it's you or I don't know if you said she's your daughter's friend. I mean, somebody that can Mm -hmm. actually talk to her. A lot of times kids feel more comfortable talking to other people versus their own family. Um, So if you become one of those persons in her life, she she will open up to you. Okay. I would say the same thing just to, to hit that home as you were talking right now. You have an instance like this happen. You hear something on the radio that kind of triggered something that you were thinking about. The Lord can speak to you in the ways like that. You know, yes. it kind of just like it clicks. It makes sense. So now this is something that's going to get you focused in prayer. If your daughters are walking with the Lord, too, I would encourage you guys to get together as a team. Be praying for and what uh, piggybacking uh, what Amor said right now. What they, if this is true, what she's battling with, she doesn't know true love, you know, and she is, mm. she d- feels closed off. So you have to establish a relationship where it's genuine love, it's unconditional love, and it will just come to pass of having better communication with her 
when the guards are down. Okay, yeah. so just be focused on that. And prayer yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah, and another thing too, because um, I get a lot of moms that once they hear my story, they want me somehow to talk with their kids or whatnot. And I always mm-hmm. tell them, okay, don't push me on them. Right. Just some way, somehow, we'll either I'll like something you post on Facebook or something. Don't push and be on. Don't push me on them because then that'll push me completely away from them. What I would do is maybe you know my testimony tomorrow will be archived on the website. I'm sure at some point maybe she's over. You can just say like, oh my God, I heard this awesome speaker, this and that. Hey man, why don't we watch it some way somehow? where she can hear yeah. my story a lot of times um you know people just need to find somebody else that has gone through what they're going through to be able to open up and that w- will probably open up a door for her to talk to you about that she's going through that okay great well cool. thank you so much thank you for calling Do- dora all right okay god bless you. love you god bless you all right Bye. let's go ahead and take um let's go ahead and take this one here if you are listening right now, this is live with Ryan Reese. The number is 888-564-6173. Again, the number is 888-564-6173. You know, just piggybacking off that conversation right now, there's a lot of people that might be out there listening right now that maybe you find yourself in a situation where you feel alone. Nobody knows. Nobody can understand. Maybe you feel guilty yourself. You got to understand that in God's eyes, you're very valuable. He loves you. He's not against you. He's for you. The enemy is real. Satan's real. We live in a fallen world. We live in a very perverted world. We live in a sex-drenched society that is distorting the minds of our young people. They're so confused in their sexuality. They're so confused in their identity. And it's open game to be pulled in all different directions where they become confused and I want you guys to know that your identity will be found in your creator. Yeah. You were created for a plan. You were created for a purpose that comes from the Lord. All of us have experienced that in our lives as well. We thought that we were in control of our lives, um, but then we came to realize that, man, there is a real God that loves us, that's long-suffering and patient with us, and there are answers to the questions that I've been struggling with all my life. So we just pray that God will just minister to you throughout the show. All right, here we go. Let's take uh, Rachel from Las Vegas. How you doing, Rachel, tonight? Rachel. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, how you doing you. tonight? What's your question? Good, how are you? Good. My question is um, about, uh, I'm basic essence of it is that I'm feeling very alone. I, I am a Christian, but I experienced such a, a betrayal at, at church when I've out or was seeking out um, love there mm-hmm. and uh, you know maybe I need celebrate recovery for recovering from church people or something mm. but um, I had tried celebrate recovery and it didn't work for me um, and I have a unique story because I actually married one of the founders of celebrate mm-hmm. um, but it ended up being you know, absolutely horrendous where everything that I had shared with my sponsor, my sponsor shared in order to not let me go on mission trips or, or, you know, share, uh, the gospel, you know, it was, it was really bad. Um, and so finally I just left because I was so humiliated. Um, so I guess 
that's my question. Well, you tried to celebrate and it didn't work and things. What do you do? Well, in- interesting enough, um, Amor had a similar situation in her testimony that we didn't get to. Yeah. Where you got, you gave your life to Jesus. You go to church and you start telling people, "I suffer with depression." You know, I came out of depression, homosexuality, mm-hmm. suicide, and what did they start doing? Yeah, I mean, church people. Unfortunately, it's like um, it's like Muhammad Gandhi says that you know, I, I I dig this Jesus dude, but it's it's his Christians that I can't stand. And uh, unfortunately, church people are going to hurt us, and we just got to remember that it's not Jesus hurting us as church people. I mean, it happened to me. I came out of the gay lifestyle. And uh, it was going to church and just came across the religious Christians who, to me, are the same Pharisees that in, of Jesus's day. You know, the ones that saying you can't be sharing these things. You can't be talking about that. And and what that did to me is it just led me to become an atheist. And, and after experiencing the love of Christ because of the church people, I end up becoming an atheist for nine months. I mean, for nine years. And uh, so I will tell you. You know, maybe at that place, those leaders, again, they're people. Maybe they didn't work. You know, Celebrate Recovery is a faith-based 12-step program that is going to work. Find the right one. Talk to the right people. I mean, there's also, you know, one thing I've learned is, you know, don't cast your pearls to the pigs. I mean, sometimes we can share our stories with people and there's things we can share, but you're going to have to find that right group of Christian brothers and sisters that you can share things with that aren't going to gossip. You know, those kind that don't end up in a prayer circle and say, oh, let's pray for Ryan today Mm because he's struggling. And we, you know, you don't want to be with those. So you also have to guard yourself too, even in the church, you know, uh, find the right people. But I will tell you that, you know, we are made to fellowship. We are a community. Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, they're community. So we are made to be with our Christian brothers and sisters. But you have to find the right place, the right church, the right people, and even within the right church, the right people. You know, so I would tell you that don't don't give up on it. I mean, I I did that. I started Celebrate Recovery three years ago, and me personally, I had to get out of it. You know, not not because of anything they were doing to me. It's just I wasn't ready. I didn't want to deal with those things, you know, but when I went back into the group that I got in, you know, it changed my life. You know, I would tell you maybe do a little bit more research, maybe find another, you know, celebrate recovery group somewhere, another faith-based 12-step group um, that will help you. But you're not alone. God is with you and he's created this body of Christ and you just need to find the right group. I think I, I think the most important thing, Rachel, is that we got to get our eyes off a of man. Yep. Right. You know, like more so just find a new church. I know Calvary Chapel Spring Valley is epic. Go talk to Pastor Derek Niner and tell him we sent to you. Um, I could get my eyes on man. Yeah. And I could get so discouraged and bummed out on on people and Christians. But you know what? You know, I was just listening to his Bible study today uh, with Chuck Smith. um, And he was just talking about how like you can't. How can you judge someone? Like, look at who we are. Right. You know, like. When we look, we're, we're corrupt as well. We're just saved by grace. And I know, but people can burn you out, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but just move out of that group. Yeah. Don't, you don't want, you don't want them to win because then the enemy wins. Yeah. Then you get yourself out of yeah, a you're place where you're, with- where you're getting taught the word of God. Then you start dr- drifting in some ways. You have bitterness and resentment that you're battling with. And the enemy get, begins to, to win. A church is there for a purpose. Yes. It is to build up the body of Christ so they can grow in a relationship with the Lord. That you see the gifts of the Holy Spirit working in your life. 
that you are encouraged to lean on the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit, which will be vital for your life and walking in our love relationship with God. But yeah, pray for the right place to be. I like what Amor said. You got to use wisdom. I confide in close people like Ryan and his dad, a couple people that are really close in my life to pray for different things. But you don't just give out your, your whole life to other people because they're struggling with their own things as well. So you got to use wisdom. Are you there, Rachel? I am. Okay. Look at God loves you and he has a plan for you. Just follow Jesus and just get real with Jesus. Draw near to the draw near to God and he will draw near to you. He loves you, all right, Rachel? And if you can, uh, come out tomorrow or watch on oh no, you're in Las Vegas. Vegas. Watch online at the website, please. Thank you. Um, oh yeah. Thanks. All right. Okay, Rachel. so hey Rachel, Rachel. Just stay on hold. I'm going to put you on hold. We're going to get your information because this conversation actually needs to go a little bit longer Mm -hmm. and we don't have enough time. So we're going to talk to you right after the show ends on the line. Is that cool? Um, Yeah. Like I said, I'm driving and I'll wait. (laughs) Okay. Right on. Right on. We'll we'll get your information. We'll get your number. Okay. Okay. So uh, put that on hold, I believe. Um, We're going to, we got time for another call. Uh, We're going to go ahead and take, uh, let's see. All right, you know what? These new phone lines are driving. You're, you're crazy. doing a good job, yeah, but it's not. I can, I can, I can do it. Line five's not working for some reason. But you know what she was saying too about the the you know you know how I do church at my tattoo shop, right? You know, believe it or not, I'm you know I'm I'm getting from the religious Christians like how could I be doing that? Mm. How could I be bringing people into a tattoo shop? And yeah. people are getting saved. I and coming to the so Lord. yeah, coming to the Lord, and I'm getting that. So again, man. It's about Jesus. It's not about people, guys. You know, and out there that are listening, too, I would say, you know, when you walk your inner walk relationship with the Lord, one of the most important things is faith. You know, it's where it starts your whole walk with God. You come to the Lord by faith through the grace of God, and it begins to step. And faith is this. It's trusting God. Yeah. It is putting your uh, trust in the Lord in all things, and that will go through sobriety, getting sober. I believe, I trust that the Lord is going to give me a victory over this area of my life. I believe that God's going to give me victory in the things that I battle with in lust, by faith. Because a lot of times the enemy wants to discourage you. Yeah. There's many portions in the Old Testament, like with Nehemiah, when the enemy's like, oh, the work's too great, mm. you're going to fail, yeah. it ain't going to happen, why don't you just give up? But yet God is taking your life and he's restoring it, and you just have to have faith and trust in him. Yeah. Absolutely. All things. Well, we only have three minutes left. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of calls. We're going to stay after and take these calls because they're pretty gnarly. We need to do that for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. But tomorrow night, we have Amor speaking at Calvary Chapel, Golden Springs, in Diamond Bar, California. If you are out of California, you can watch the live webcast at 6 o'clock at calvarygs.com. And if you need to find out where that's at, just uh, you can find any of my social media and it'll all lead you to a more tomorrow night. We're going to be there. We got tacos. Um, I love tacos. We got the best tacos. That guy's the best. (laughs) We got bomb diggity tacos. That guy's the best. We're going to be hanging out. It's Amor's 50th birthday. She looks like she's 25 (laughs) years old. Max. Seriously. Seriously. 25. That's amazing. It's crazy, dude. Uh, Amazing. And uh, we're going to be hanging out. She's going to be kicking it till the last one leaves. Um, We do shine every Thursday and Friday night. We got the whosoevers.com. If you guys love what we're doing, if you like what's coming out of this radio airwave, you could donate. 
and give to the movement. You can buy our product that also gives to the movement. We do high school tours, and we want to continue to get on more stations across the United States. We want everyone to hear the gospel of Christ. This is why we do this. We want to be transparent about our struggles and about our faith, and that just sets people free, and it it lets people know that anyone can do it. If we can do it, anyone can do it, it, right? Oh, for sure. And Jesus loves everyone that's listening to this radio. Jesus is not religious. He just wants a relationship with you. That means you get to talk to him. He talks back. You read his word of God. He transforms our mind. He transforms our heart. And he shows us why we were created. He shows us the purpose, why he designed us and created us at this time. And I can tell you right now, revival is going to break out. Yeah. Mark my words. Revival is going to break out. And I want to be right underneath the spout where the Holy Spirit's pouring yeah. out. You know what's so up? Good, what's yeah. <laughs> and uh, if you want to check out a more... You can find her on Instagram where? Yeah, Amor Sierra, A-M-O-R-S-I-E-R-R-A, or at Miami Tattoo Co., M-I-A-T-A-T-T-O-O-C-O. And one last thing, guys. Always keep up with Lacey Sturm, LaceySturm.com. And on the new Whosoever's page, we just released a new POD video, our yes. video, so check it out now. That's dope. Check it out. This has been Live with Ryan Reese. To connect or find out more about Ryan, click on ryan-reese.com. Check us out next Saturday at 9 p.m. for Live with Ryan Reese. If you're tired of parenting advice and news headlines that are more confusing than assembling Ikea furniture, we've got just the podcast for you. My dear friend, Abby, and I are here to help you navigate the parenting roller coaster. Should your kids be on social media? What should you tell a friend facing an unplanned pregnancy? These are just some of the many questions we tackle on our podcast. Subscribe to The Real Deal of Parenting wherever you find your podcast.